the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. Kaz here again, Come Together San Diego. Uh, This is going to be a remarkable show because, you know, if you've been sensing God moving in San Diego County, uh, I want to spend a little bit of time giving you some of the history, what has given you that sense that God is moving in San Diego County now. He's been preparing San Diego County for, as we say, such a time as this. And you and I get to play a role in this. But I wanted to take a little bit of time, and this broadcast is going to be devoted to this the entire two hours is going to be talking about how God has been preparing San Diego for right now. And my friend, you and I get to be involved in the right now. A lot of things have come to pass in San Diego. And, and early on, San Diego was kind of uh, self, self-indulgent, self basically, different ministries and so forth. They were doing the thing for their own ministry, but not really concerning themselves with other ministry or what God was doing on the even larger picture. Uh, we presumed that we were, you know, my church, my ministry is the larger picture. Now we're beginning to realize that God has a bigger plan than just that. <clears throat> and it relates to, you know, a scripture in John, uh, in, in John where it talks about, uh, I am one with the Father. Jesus says, I'm one with the Father. Father's one with me. And they are one in us. We're going to take a look at what that looks like in San Diego County. So I want you to listen very closely to this program on Come Together San Diego because this is going to be a pivotal and instructional program to be able to give you an idea of what God's plans are for this city, this county, and Y-O-U. You know, um, his plans uh, are to bring intimacy back between he and his kids. And I believe in my heart of hearts that he is choosing San Diego as a prototype city to bring this to pass. And my friend, if you don't know Jesus yet, you will equally be excited about this show because this is going to give you incentive to come to know the creator of the universe even more. And many of uh, my believing friends uh, in their heart of hearts, they know that God has a special plan, not only for San Diego County, but they will acknowledge in <clears throat> in privacy that I think God has a specific plan for me as well. <laughs> and my listening friend, he absolutely does. And we're going to reveal what that might look like in uh, uh, this radio broadcast. We're going to delve back into past historical things in San Diego County and uh, discover what that might look like and how he's set the stage for this. You know, as I look back in uh, the decades of San Diego County, and I've been around San Diego County for a number of decades, and I've really had a, a conviction in my heart that God was going to cause unity in the body of Christ in San Diego County. And one of the things that I saw way back in uh, um, 2003 was uh, uh, 
Billy Graham coming to San Diego County. And prior to that, there have been were little nuances of unity, but it, it just lasted for just one event, and then they dissipated. It just dissipated. And, I, you know, I had hopes and expectations set up big time, and then it just kept dissipating. And then when Billy Graham came uh, in 2003 to uh, San Diego County, and the unification or the union of the pastors and the leaders in the area was remarkable. So what I'm doing now, uh, I did a show way back, I think, in uh, April or May that was talking about uh, remembering Billy Graham. But I'm going to pull some of the interviews that I took there uh, from that because these are leaders in San Diego County whom you will know. These are some of the leaders of leaders in San Diego County. And I'm going to, uh, I I have interviewed them, I'm going to play them back for you. But this is going to give you an idea of how uh, the heart of San Diego is transitioning, and, it, and let me put it simply, from the mentality of my church and the church age into the kingdom age, where the church age was mostly, you know, how God is going to use me, my ministry, and my church to do magnificent things. The kingdom age transitions into how God is going to use his church collectively to do magnificent things for the last days, bring us together so that we can bring other people together unto the Lord. So in the next segments, you're going to uh, hear different people uh, that have familiar names and ministries and how God is using them to bring other people's together uh, inside the church collective, but also outside of the church. You may know the name Bob Botsford. He is the lead pastor of Horizon Christian Fellowship. We'll be talking to him in this two-hour broadcast. Some of you who actually tracked the Chargers when they were in what we call San Diego or San Diego Chargers will know this name. He was uh, one of the most remarkable kickers of all times, and he was also the NFL Man of the Year back in the day, Rolf Benershka. And he was also the the host of uh, the Mission San Diego with Billy Graham back in 2003. We're going to be talking with him. And, you know, yes, another former Charger, one whom you may know, who is the pastor, lead pastor of the Rock Church San Diego. His name is Miles McPherson. <clears throat> We're going to be talking with uh, Pastor Miles as well. And then one of the spiritual giants, I call him General because even though he is not technically a military general. He is a general in San Diego County, and leaders and pastors look up to him as one of the leaders here in San Diego County. He's recently begun a ministry which is more political and international, national and international uh, in, in, in its origins and its plans for the gospel's sake. His name is Dr. Jim Garlow. Yes, we'll be talking with him. And also, this is a man whom I've been tracking for decades. He's one of the leaders of leaders in San Diego County, and other pastors look up to him accordingly. His name is Bishop George McKinney, Bishop George McKinney of St. Stephen's Church of God in Christ. You know, I've got many, many other people we're going to talk to as well in this show, so I want you to communicate with your friends. Have them listen to this show, because if you want to understand the history of what God is doing to bring his collective church together, but beyond his collective church, he's bringing his believers, that's you, and that's me, together, and uh, these visions that God has given us, these heart cries that he's giving us, this time frame is the time for God to have you launch into whatever that calling in your heart has been, and you felt a little bit squelched, that you haven't been able to fulfill that, God is going to transition that now, because this is no longer 
the mentality of the individual churches doing their things is now God's church collectively doing God's things. This is called the kingdom, and it's in progress, and you get to play a vital role in that. So that's what we're going to be talking about in this entire two-hour show. We're going to talk about uh, uh, Billy Graham and the Mission San Diego with Billy Graham in 2003, and then we're going to use that to launch into the things he's been doing since then to bring unity together in the body of Christ. And if you've been looking at the body of Christ now compared to a few decades ago, you'll go, hmm, things have changed. The focus is different. It's no longer so much in me, my, mine, my denomination, my church. It is now what God is going to do through me in tandem with other churches and other believers, and it's a remarkable thing. You know, back in 2003, I think May of 2003, Billy Graham came to San Diego for Mission San Diego and the Mission San Diego Crusade. It became one of the actual hallmark events God uh, used to set the stage for unity and it's in motion and alive and well now. We're going to look into that. And, you know, th- that uh, outreach, that uh, venue became the best attended venue in San Diego County ever, <laughs> ever. And that includes Super Bowl stuff, World Series stuff. You know, actually 270,000 people actually filled what was then Qualcomm Stadium, now San Diego County Credit Union Stadium, but then Qualcomm Stadium. And believe this, 16,000 people. 16,000 people made decisions for the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. And I say, do it again, Lord. But, you know, the scripture talks about the fields are ripe and ready for harvest. I think he's going to do something even greater than that. And he's going to do it through a people group that are residing in San Diego County as a prototype city. I feel that in my heart. And if you feel that in your heart, uh, we're going to walk through what God has done and to set the stage for this through the decades here in San Diego County is going to be actually actually very, very remarkable for you. And then we're going to dip in at the close of this two-hour show and actually share with you some of the prophetic declarations that have been released upon San Diego and upon the believers in San Diego County. And when we complete this show, you're going to realize that this whole thing about bringing the body together, as in John 17, uh, to be one as I am one. This is a concerted effort of the Lord Jesus Christ to showcase his unity, and we get an opportunity, my listening friend, uh, in San Diego to be a prototype city for this purpose if we are willing to do that. So stay with me uh, throughout this entire two-hour show. Have your friends tune in as well because we are in the midst of launching amazing things. You know, back in 2003 during Mission San Diego um, with uh, Billy Graham, actually some 600 churches joined together in unity. 600 churches joined together in unity. That's unheard of in San Diego County, but it's beginning to be heard of more and more as different people in different church environments are gathering together to do remarkable things. You know, in this next segment, I'm going to bring together uh, some people that helped me when I did the original show, and uh, they are pre-recorded as well, but it's uh, Pastor Wayne and Chris Clark of His Dwelling Place Ministries um, in San Diego. Uh, They were also a, a, a ground level part of what was going on in 2003, and they are going to include some insights from them as well. So it's not only the big Mega churches, it's also the other churches as well, joining together, bringing together some 600 ministries in San Diego County. So buckle up because this entire show is going to be devoted on God's plans to and through San Diego, but also to and through you 
Kaz and the team will be right back. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. This is a very special broadcast because it really is reminiscent of what happened back in 2003 with Mission San Diego uh, with Billy Graham. And a lot of people made a lot of decisions back then. And uh, a lot of pastors, actually 600 churches, were responsible for, for putting them together. I want to introduce Chris Clark and Wayne Clark uh, with the, his Dwelling Place Ministries. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Glad to be here, Kaz. Very good. And Chris? Yes, I'm glad to be here, too. You know, we're going to get right into it because I want to have some interviews of some of the leaders of leaders back then and them today as well. I want to introduce uh, Pastor Bob Bosford, Horizon Church in Rancho Santa Fe. And we think you'll like what you have to hear. One of the highlights of my entire life in ministry, you know, growing up at Forest Home, which is a Christian conference center just east of here, up in the San Bernardino Mountains, is what landed me into this incredible privilege of knowing Mr. Graham and being around him for so many years because of what Forest Home uh, came to mean to him. You know, it was in 1949 that Billy was teaching at a college briefing conference at Forest Home. And boy, his faith was rocked. It was challenged by uh, another speaker in particular, a guy by the name of Chuck Templeton, who really challenged Mr. Graham and said, Billy, you need to stop preaching the cross. You're going to lose the audience. And really challenged him to go soft and ultimately to go liberal in his message Otherwise, he would not gain uh, an audience uh, with these collegians or anyone else for that matter. And Billy shares that story in his autobiography uh, of going out on a star lit night for a walk in the woods. And he came to a place where he knelt down and he opened up the Bible on a tree stump. And instead of going along with what, you know, was being crammed down his throat, you know, in terms of, hey, put on this, put on Saul's armor to go out and fight this giant. He said, Lord, I don't understand everything in this book, but I promise to believe it with all my heart and preach it with all I've got to preach it with. And uh, it was really from that encounter that the Billy Graham Crusades began. The, The first one being down there at the corner of of Washington and Hill in downtown Los Angeles in 1949. So to then be on the invitational committee of welcoming him back to San Diego to do one of, uh, one of his very last crusades was a tremendous highlight of my life in ministry. We know a lot of us have known Billy Graham through the years from a variety of different things, but him specifically coming to San Diego, specifically in 2003, specifically at a time where pastors in the past had been varied about different things, and then there was a, a spirit of unity that uh, happened, and the the whole uh, Mission San Diego came together rather quickly. Can you give uh, us your personal perspective on how that happened and maybe the role you uh, played Pastor uh, Bob Botsford? 
Well, I was I was invited then to be the sort of the chairperson of the invitation committee. There was the executive committee and then out of the executive committee was this invitational team. And so I flew to wherever Mr. Graham was. Uh, he had he had recently done a crusade up in the Fresno area at Bulldog Stadium. I went to see him there. He then went to Louisville, Kentucky and did a crusade. I went to see him there. Everywhere I went, I was representing San Diego. And this host of pastors that were saying, Bob, if there's any way, let's see if he would be willing to come to San Diego for one last hurrah. And he, in Louisville, uh, agreed to meet with me, and I laid out the vision. And he said two things. He said, that doesn't give us a lot of time. And I just sort of paused, and I just said, Mr. Graham, God is in this, and he is uniting our city around this like nothing I have ever seen in the 30 years I've been here. And Mr. Graham said, let's see if we can make that happen. And the rest is history, bud. Well, it's history to a lot of people that lived it, but there are a lot of people that haven't lived it that I think uh, giving them an understanding of what happened there, it gives them a little bit more understanding of what God's doing in San Diego County now. There's a level of unity that's unparalleled, but uh, a lot of people don't realize this was forged years ago in back in 2003 and even beyond with people like uh, Dr. Billy Graham coming here and stirring up the heart of unity in the pastors. I want to speak a little bit about that and how the, I understood that it took about four months to pull this together, which it generally takes years perhaps to do things like that. So give an overview of what that looked like uh, with all you pastors getting together and talking this through. Yeah, it was five months start to finish and usually would take uh, anywhere from two years to three years of a ramp up to get everyone united and on the same page. But this town was ripe. And everyone was cranking and ready to go. So we saw it come together in five months. We saw the budget raised. And I think one of the guests that you're actually going to have on your program, or maybe you had him before before my time slot, I remember him in one of the executive committees. Uh, we, we stood up in front of all the pastors and we said, we hate to interrupt your schedules, but for the next five months, this is what we're all going to do. And um, it was actually Bishop McKinney who stood up and said, thank you for interrupting our schedules. Because really nothing is, this is, this is what it's all about. And, and the, the unity and really the anointing and favor that the Lord bestowed upon us. We saw records set in attendance where Qualcomm is concerned still hold to this day. And we saw unity where the churches are concerned that I still believe Uh, is the fruit of what we see God doing in San Diego County. Pastor Bob, give an overview of, you know, you talk about the preparation for this thing. Give an overview of the actual venue when you're standing there or sitting there or hearing the worship going on and hearing Dr. Graham proclaim the gospel in his uh, incomparable way. What was the Holy Spirit feeling as you looked at the seats that were filled around Qualcomm Stadium and different denominations packing different sections. What were you thinking? What were you sensing? It's not a cliche. It was clearly a miracle in the making. It was a miracle in the works. And to see that stadium filled to capacity each night was not only a dream come true, it was an answer to prayer. And And to see people just filed down onto that field when Billy gave the invitation. I still get chills. 
I get chills to this day. Now, what was exciting about it was even though we had matched the budget, we'd, we'd met the needs. And really, a lot of that goes to the city of San Diego because they gave us the nonprofit rate for the stadium. That was the hand of the Lord on this on this event and and still is bearing fruit to this day. I run into people. I still see the bumper stickers on cars. I still hear the stories of people that said I came uh, to the Billy Graham uh, event and I met Christ and, you know, the fruit just speaks for itself. Take about a minute to give a word of encouragement to people that are listening to this uh, uh San Diego remembers Dr. Billy Graham. Give a word of encouragement and also uh, in uh, expectation of what God is doing in San Diego now and how the seed was planted so long ago. Well, as he was faithful back then, I would say he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's wanting to move in our hearts today uh, to reach a new generation. Uh, are there challenges? Of course, there were challenges then as there are challenges now. The Lord is with us and he's wanting to do great and mighty things as he did up on the mountain at forced home in Billy's heart in the forties, as he did in 2003 at Qualcomm. And so, uh, believe God, believe him for great and mighty things. Let him use you, put your, put your life in places where God can show up and bless you and bless others through your faithfulness in trusting and believing him for mighty things. Wow. Dr. Bob Botsford, amazing. Actually, he's at the pastor over at Horizon Church, and Pastor Botsford was intimately involved, Wayne and Chris. We've got Wayne and Chris Clark in the studios with us, uh, with the, his Dwelling Place Ministries. And, Wayne, we're going to talk a little bit more. I know you and Chris had some experiences back then as well. Yes. That's yes. Quite, quite true. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in future segments. But right now, we're going to uh, show another person, have another person on the air uh, right after this break. I'm going to give you a little clue. This person is a football star, but he was also the MC at San Diego, uh, at uh, Mission San Diego with Billy Graham. We're going to interview that person up next, and you're going to be familiar with this name because uh, you'll get a kick out of it, let's just say. <laughs> we'll be right back. Come together, San Diego, with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. We've got Wayne and Chris Clark in the studios with us, uh, with the, his Dwelling Place Ministries. Mission San Diego with Billy Graham. A lot of people were impacted, and we're bringing different people on, uh, Wayne and Chris. Yeah, yes. I'm glad to be here. Okay, we're, we're going to have you get some too. input as we go. But it's a, a chalk. Uh, chock full segment here as well. I want to introduce somebody to you. He was a former NFL Man of the Year, a San Diego uh, place kicker for the Chargers, and uh, he, he he got us real close to winning many <laughs> many victories. Um, uh, he experienced some uh, illnesses, and uh, God brought him through. And what a testimony when he was standing there with the Billy Graham people at this 270,000 people in the auditorium. Amazing. Here's some insights from Rolf Benershka. Rolf Benershka, NFL Man of the Year, San Diego Charger, former San Diego Charger, and the man who was emceeing uh, the 2003 
uh, Mission San Diego with Dr. Billy Graham. Tell me your thoughts on that whole process back in 2003 and how perhaps that is impacting what's going on today. Uh, uh, Rolf Benershka, my friend. Yeah, when I reflect back on that, um, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that people don't remember that that, uh, helped make this happen. If you remember, the event was like May 4th, and they had already... Uh, uh, reserve the stadium. And so from there they moved backwards and now where they were trying to put together the committee that would bring it on. And they came to me in the end of December and said, uh, words gotten around and your name keeps coming up and we'd like for you to be the chairman of the event. And I remember them coming to me and, and I was saying, me, Oh, come on. We have all of the spiritual giants in town from Mike McIntosh to David Jeremiah to these amazing uh, preachers and, and, and internationally known evangelists, I go, I'm the wrong guy. I, I really, I am the wrong guy. Thank you. But really, and, um, uh, I didn't feel qualified to do it. And so I said, no. And they came back to me a week later and they said, um, we've met again and your name keeps coming back up and we need you to know that it's really not about you. You just need to say yes. And we'll kind of do the rest. And, I remember I was deep in Bible study at the time. I'd been convicted at church to, you know, to spend time in the word every day. And the story of Moses was, was very much in my mind. And, and Moses, remember, was asked to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And he was, I gave a speech impediment. I can't do it. No. And finally the Lord got upset and said, don't you understand? It's not about you, Moses. It's about me doing my work through you. And, and, uh, and then they said, look, time's running out. May is going to be here. We need to get going. And I was in a Bible study and with some good friends and my wife and, and, and we said yes. And not knowing where this would go. Ralph, Bob Botsford, whom you likely remember, uh, he's a mighty man in San Diego County, um, Horizon Christian Fellowship. He said when they got together and were deciding on who they wanted to have as the spokesperson for this event, they decided on you because you were a nonpartisan in every way. I mean, you have a heart cry for all believers throughout throughout the entire county and beyond. But uh, so these pastors who if the, each one of them individually took the helm, other pastors elsewhere would say, we, we can't do this because XYZ is leading this thing. And I think it was real wisdom for them to bring on you because you were a broad brushstroke who embraced all of them. And how do you think that that uh, worked out? What do you think about the strategy and how that worked? Well, I think that's exactly right. I, I could come in there, first of all, being the, the, the dumbest one in the group, clearly, certainly not as wise and uh, experienced as all of them, but you're right. Um, it became, um, nobody had to prove to each other who was smarter, who had a bigger flock, whose denomination was right. Uh, all that was sort of left behind. What, what happened was we got, you know, 600 different churches of every denomination to put aside their denominational differences and, and come together around what we had in common. And that was the shared blood of Christ, the redeeming quality of Jesus Christ, who, is our Lord and Savior. And as a result of that, we, we we created this unity and togetherness that allowed us to pull this off in the four months that we had. We didn't have a lot of time. Fortunately, the Billy Graham Association has a sort of an engine behind it, but it took leaders to put aside those denominational differences and come together for the good of the community. Ralph, take me back to that time frame um, in May when the Qualcomm Stadium then was 
fully packed out for this multiple day venue. Uh, you're standing there introducing the different things and kind of emceeing the whole thing. What was your thought as you see, see up in the bleachers and everything, churches and different denominations in different sections, and they were singing and worshiping together in harmony with one another to have all those different denominations. Worshiping in harmony was a pretty major event. Uh, I, was, I was called to go up there. Thank you for bringing me on as a PR person and walk around the catwalk and hearing these individuals worship the Lord together. I said, this is the start of something big. What were your thoughts as you're standing at that podium? Oh, it, there, there were so many thoughts. First of all, let's not forget it was in Qualcomm Stadium, right? I made my living there as the place kicker for the Chargers for 10 years. Almost died in the community. The community rallied around me. I, I, I had 80 units of blood. You know, half of community, half of the community is in my blood. And and so to see this so many years later, the way the, uni- the unity uh, of the community was brought together around Billy Graham was remarkable. But it was also the process leading up to that. We had a chance to really get into the neighborhoods of the community and speak to churches I would never have been to all over, all denomination, all ethnicities, uh, cultures, and to see them all together uh, on that that four-day experience at Qualcomm was amazing. And then um, then to be able to sort of stand there on the floor of the of the stadium introducing Dr. Graham and, and being able to share my testimony of how uh, the Lord kind of redeemed my life. I was sort of the rich young ruler that, you know, didn't think he needed it. And, you know, I was very capable, could do it all myself. And suddenly my illness really felled me and, and made me wrestle with the question of, is, is there a God or not? And ultimately um, to believe that Christ is who he is and and to watch what he's done in my life subsequently was all played out in my mind as I sat there watching the throngs of people flow into the stadium and then and then hear the message of Billy Graham. Uh, it was remarkable. Rolf, take me back to the actual interactions that perhaps you had with Dr. Graham that uh, uh, leaves a high a high mark in your recollection. What a remarkable man. But he was not only a remarkable man on the big stage, he was a remarkable man one-on-one. I think that's a great question, Kaz. You know, we all have a public persona, but who are we when nobody's looking is is really, to to me, the mark of that man. And Billy Graham has such a high profile, and he's written about so much, but he is all that and more when you meet him one-on-one. He looks you in the eye, he listens, listens, which is a great quality. Um, he doesn't judge. He's encouraging. He's wise. Um, he, 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 he always has time for you. You know, we're getting ready to go on the stage and I'm feeling the pressure and he's not, he's just quietly there. And you can just see it, it was special to be with him. And all of us felt that way. It was a privilege to work alongside him, to know his history, to read what he was like when he got started, the courage to do those first events to see the way the Lord's blessed him and his, and then to hear the message. It was such a unifying message. It's not a divisive message, which is the way things happen over time. And um, to get to spend a couple of times with him and, and, and my wife and, and he was just remarkable. Ralph, 
you're a guy who not only has loved sports and still does love sports. I hear you play a little bit of what they call golf, <laughs> but also you're, you're a guy who is involved not only in this community, but in vital things that are going on in this community and other communities health wise and everything like that. I would like you to speak into our listeners right now as to the value of unity in the body of Christ and perhaps how Dr. Graham set the stage for this and how we have an opportunity to move in this legacy today and an appreciation for Dr. Billy Graham and what he has done. Let me close with that thought. So in my profession now, we, we built patient engagement programs for the medical device and pharmaceutical company, and we are around patients and they become grateful patients. They're grateful that there was research that funded a new drug that saved their life or a new kind of surgery or a new kind of therapy. And when you were around these grateful patients there is this shared belief in humanity, this gratefulness that transcends all the things that divide our culture, economic, socioeconomic, um, cultural, race, racial, none of that matters. We are grateful. And it's the same in the body of Christ. When we've been redeemed, we are grateful and it, it unifies us. We don't see color. We don't see gender. We don't see ethnicity. We see the shared belief in Christ that saved us. And we thank you, uh, Dr. Billy Graham, for coming to San Diego in Mission San Diego uh, 2003 and uh, being one of the starters for this level of unity that we're experiencing in San Diego. Isn't that right, uh, Rolf Benershka, my friend? It is. We, we get to see uh, the seeds that were planted way back then uh, get harvested now. The stories are amazing. It's remarkable. Hey, hey, thanks for uh, staying with us. Uh, I knew you'd appreciate Rolf Benershka, an NFL a man of the year and a San Diego Charger. You know, he heads up an organization called uh, Legacy Health Strategies, Wayne and Chris Clark. And uh, we're going to talk more about other San Diego Chargers who uh, were impactful during 2003's uh, Mission San Diego with Billy Graham. We're going to talk more about that in the next segments. And, Clarks, I'm actually going to give you a little bit more time to say some things because you were there as well watching the throngs, right? Right. Yes, we were. <laughs> we were there. Okay, so we're going to be right back. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. We've got Wayne and Chris Clark in the studios with us. Well, my listening friend, I asked you a question at the, in the middle of the previous segment. Um, what other San Diego Charger players were involved in Mission San Diego with Billy Graham and that were that were very vocal and are very vocal today. Well, if you said uh, Dan Fouts, <laughs> you'd be wrong. But if you said Miles McPherson, my friends, you would be right. And I want to introduce uh, Miles here for this uh, next interview. He, Miles is with the Rock Church with campuses all over San Diego County. Talking with Miles McPherson, the Rock uh, of throughout San Diego County. Pastor Miles, good to have you. It was nice to be here. San Diego 2003, Mission San Diego with Dr. Billy Graham impacted a lot of people. You were on site actually being a Charger, a former Charger player. You were familiar with the environment, but this was a different spirit, wasn't it? Tell us a little bit about that event and that particular time frame. I believe it was the biggest 
crowd they ever had at Qualcomm, 74,000 people, if I remember correctly. And my, uh, I was a youth night chairman, and that, that youth night was the biggest night of the event, which was the biggest event in that stadium, which was a, a you know, glory to God for that. Uh, it was an honor. I mean, obviously, I've watched Billy Graham my whole life. I remember as a kid watching him in the stadium thinking, who does he think he is to tell everybody? And then I come to grow up and go, yeah, I now know who he is. So um, it was an honor to be part of that. I remember we had just started our church. So we were, you know, working on getting a new building and working on building a church and then doing that event. So it it was a a very busy time for us. We talked about Qualcomm Stadium, Stadium being a familiar place with you as a ball player for the Chargers. So uh, did you sense uh, the, a difference in the spirit behind what was going on there from different crowds that you'd seen when playing football <laughs> with the Chargers? Explain a little bit about the difference. I just remember seeing all those people uh, sitting, in, sitting in every seat on the field and getting the gospel. Being out there, I think there were people out in the parking lot on chairs. Um, that's what I remember. And just knowing all these people are going to get saved. That was what's, what was exciting to me. I heard 270,000 people. I think it was a record for, for Qualcomm stadium and San Diego, as far as attendance on a, a single venue, but also, uh, I think it was about 16,000 people receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and savior or making that decision. Did you, did you sense when you saw that, that maybe this was a sign of things to come and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here we are in the things to come right now in San Diego County. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know about that. I just know I was, I had heard about the jillions of crusades he had and knew this is going to be big. And as we were planning it, to, just to see the unanimous um, a, a agreement in the church throughout the county, that was what was exciting. And, and, and that's what was the sign. This is going to be something big. And again, hoping that we can carry this unity past the event. Um, uh, because really after the, the evangelist leaves, it's up to the people who left to, to do something different. You know, it's not that God's just going to open up the windows of heaven and we don't have to do anything. And so it, what came out of that was a lot of good relationships. And that's what was, has carried forward. Miles, you used the term unanimous agreement and it tied to the different churches and pastors. You know very well how hard it is sometimes for all the pastors to be on the same page, even if they're in, in a single denomination. But when you bring about all the multitudes of different denominations in San Diego County, bringing us together with a single focus uh, of, a, of that common faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is a challenge, but it carries with it a lot of weight. You want to speak to that not only as what you saw generating back then uh, with the people, with the pastors and leaders getting together, but maybe you're seeing similar things happening now that maybe the legacy was started back then? You know, uh, Billy's name uh, is so respectable um, and their organization so credible that people got on board without question. They knew what they were going to get. We're going to get the gospel. We're going to get integrity. Um, and when people try to get people together today, you know, that's things you, you think about. Do you have the, the credibility for people to trust you? Because with him, it, you know, it wasn't flash. It was just trust and integrity. And it was a symbol of this is what, what God blesses. That God, man doesn't promote, God promotes. And, and God promotes those who are humble and, and cast down those who are prideful. So it was a, it was a great visual on um, the value of integrity and leadership. 
a takeaway from 2003 that you will share with our listeners because we've devoted this entire show to San Diego remembers Dr. Billy Graham? My takeaway was a story I heard during one of the meetings, and this is the story that, for me personally, um, I, I, when I heard the story, I started crying, not only because it was touching to me, but it was something that I would hope my legacy would be, is that he, um, he was, I think, standing out of Seaport Village, and he was just standing out there, and people were walking by him, saying a city and a date. Uh, so they would say Minneapolis 62 or Dallas 74 or New York, you know, 82. And, and obviously they were saying the city and the date that they got saved. And, you know, to me, when I think about that, in the end, for me as an evangelist, that's, that's what is important is um, for someone to tell me I met God because of you at this date in this place. That's all that, that was, um, uh, when I heard that, I said, that's what I want. That's all I want. And that's all people have to tell me. So people would walk up to him and just give them the date where they received the Lord because of his ministry. How remarkable is that? And San Diego is in a pivotal time as well in right now. And I know that you've, written some books and your heart really always has been about unity in the body of Christ. Would you spend a moment giving an encouragement to our listeners to keep the faith and bring, you know, to be part of the unifying factor in the body of Christ in San Diego instead of a deterrent factor? You want to speak just very briefly about that? I wrote a book, uh, it's coming out September 11th called The Third Option. It's on racism and in every race conversation, it's about us and them. And the third option is how can we honor what we all have in common, which is the image of God. And I, I just pray that people would not only get the book, but live it and, and be able to look at each other and stop focusing on the seen versus the unseen. And that's the image of God that we all have that's identical in every person. And um, uh, it breaks my heart to see people even get saved and then be biased and, and be divided. So God wants us to, you know, Jesus prayed in John 17 that we'd be one. That's what we need to do. We need to be one. Miles McPherson, if you, knowing what you do know about Dr. Billy Graham, what do you think, what's the one or two sentences of encouragement that he may be saying to the people in San Diego County right now? Because, you, you know, we, we all know pieces of him. So from your perspective, what do you think, what do, you think he might say right now? Uh, walk by faith, be obedient to God. I mean, I know he looks back on his life in the amazing, incredible, ridiculously miraculous things he's he's been a part of it's because he obeyed god and he just simply said god i'm gonna do what you want me to do and his his message to us was uh obey god finish well you know every night when you put your head on your pillow the devil or god one of the two are going to say well done good and faithful servant and every day we got to say god i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure i'm putting my head down and hear you say that every day Miles McPherson, The Rock in San Diego County, and you are highly esteemed in San Diego County. Thank you for sharing your insights about Dr. Billy Graham. Thank you very much.
Wow, Miles McPherson, an amazing guy. You know, Wayne and Chris, uh, you've had opportunities to interact with him as well. Yes, we have. And yes. It, it seems to me that God's doing some major things through the, many of the people that were in 2003, Mission San Diego with Billy Graham. You guys, Clarks, uh, ha- have as well. And uh, maybe at the end of the show, we'll have a chance just to briefly talk about that. But isn't it exciting what God is doing in San Diego now? And many of the things that are going on now, uh, you can trace back to not only uh, Billy Graham back in 2003, but maybe even way earlier, like uh, Amy Simple McPherson and beyond. It's amazing, isn't it? Yes, it is. And don't you have, a, a Chris, a, a real anticipation that God is on the move now? And a lot of these things were just kind of uh, uh, ammo to prepare us to get into the big big and wild and crazy stuff in which we are right now. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like um, God is moving us all around like uh, pieces to a puzzle. <laughs> exactly. And, and we keep meeting people we haven't seen in a long time. Yes. And we know that, that God is putting something together. That's going to involve a lot of us. Yes. So we just need to be alert and move where he tells us to move and listen. Yes. And the the thing that I find phenomenal is when we make connections with people again that we never thought we'd see. Yes. And that's not coincidence. It's God's design. Yes. And you know, my listening friend, you're in God's design as well. And the things that are going on in San Diego and regarding unity, uh, you're right in the thick of it. Uh, we hope that this show, when we San Diego remembers uh, Billy Graham, this, this gives you an inspiration to know that God's in the thick of things and you're in the thick of things with him. You know, in the next segment, I know you're going to love this. We're going to talk with one of the leading pastors. Many of you know this person by name. This is a person who not only ministers in San Diego and is one of the leaders of leaders here, but he ministers in Washington, D.C. He had his wife uh, spent a great deal of time in Israel and they minister there. Can you guess who this person is going to be? We're going to find out in the next segment. So do not go away. We'll be right back. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Many of the pastors listening to this segment will know this person because I deem him as one of the generals of generals uh, in San Diego County and beyond. He's active in San Diego, bringing unity um, in, 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 in San Diego County. He has for a long time, but he has a real heart cry for politics in Washington, D.C., so he has activities going on there. He has great heart cry in the United Nations. He has activities going on there. And speaking of that, in Israel, he was over there just, in fact, I think he's still over there as the embassy was dedicated. So uh, what a remarkable guy. If you don't know who I'm talking about, it's Jim Garlow. You'll know him. And Jim, you were one of the people that were really instrumental in bringing Dr. Billy Graham here in 2003. Why don't you give your observations of that? Well, God had really prepared us in ways we did not know because we had started a meeting of the larger church pastors all together, and our, our meetings would take place monthly, and it would be with no agenda item. It would be just to pray over each other. We did not know that that would make us already one with each other. The trust was there. The relationship was there. So when the Billy Graham organization came and they finally said yes in December of 2012, middle of December, we had our first meeting in December the 15th uh, in Skyline Church here. And they said, you only have four and a half months. Well, every other city had taken two years. 
And at the same time, he was going to be in Oklahoma City and then in Kansas City. I happen to be from, I, I lived in Oklahoma City at one point, and I'm from Kansas, so I know those cities. Uh, they took considerably longer because they did not have the advantage of all the large church pastors already in one spirit. So we had come together. Well, in, it, it, once Billy Graham arrived, that spirit of unity just, it really accelerated. He, he brought a lot of wonderful things, but the spirit of unity and oneness and encouragement. It's when all of us would come together and see each other, we don't feel so alone anymore. And that was breathtaking. Dr. Garlow, I don't know you, that you're aware of the name of the show. It's called Come Together San Diego. So you, thank you very much for proclaiming that. But while we have you, do you have a word of encouragement for San Diego County and perhaps speak to maybe perhaps what, what uh, Dr. Graham started back in 2003? My wife and I were invited to Billy Graham's funeral along with many other people, and I was not able to go, so my wife represented me. Since I could not go, I was so disappointed I could not go. I watched it online, and my sensing was, as I watched that, uh, this is a major shift in America. This is a really significant shift, but it's not the end merely of an era. It is the stage is set for the beginning of, of another. There are seeds that have been planted by Billy Graham that we are moving into a fresh new outpouring, a new era. I don't exactly know what that's going to look like. Some of my friends have articulated much more advanced language than what I am of what that may look like, and they may exactly be right. But with his passing, this is a seasonal shift like you don't have happened very often uh, in one's lifetime. And so we have witnessed this era, and the mantle of Billy Graham is falling not only on his son, son Franklin, which is significant, but that mantle is falling on an entire new generation of people whose names we do not yet know. And if they'll walk in purity and humility like Graham did, purity and humility like Billy Graham did, uh, their names will all be known in the future. But a whole new generation of young evangelists, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers are being raised up right now. Jim, if uh, Dr. Billy Graham were in front of you right now, what kind of words of thanks would you have for him, not only for doing 2003 Mission San Diego with Billy Graham, but what he's done and the legacy he's passed on? There was a book written called Billy Graham and Me a number of years ago. It's part of a, a series called Chicken Soup for the Soul. Cool name. And Billy Graham and Me, there were 101 of us invited to make brief contributions in that book. We can only write four, five, six pages each or so, or less than that. And I got, I was one of those. And I was very privileged to be. And I simply told the story as a young child going to Omaha, Nebraska, Exarban Stabian. I always loved the name of that stadium because it's in Nebraska spelled backwards. I always thought that was so cool. And hearing Billy Graham and taking a friend whose parents would not allow him, let him have anything to do with Jesus, anything. I was surprised they let us drive the three hours he, he came with us, our family, and watching him go forward at the end of that. And then the event in Kansas City. Uh, when I was in college, going there, and I got introduced to D. James Kennedy through that, the famous Presbyterian pastor. That changed my life. That just completely altered. I literally ended up writing books, and my doctoral dissertation was on the topic from what happened from that event. And each time any of us intersected with Billy Graham, that's true of all of us, it was always something we remembered, and it was always a significant life change. That book of 101 people writing Billy Graham and me, you would be shocked. It wasn't just pastors like myself. Now, there were a number of other pastors in there, Greg Laurie, Miles McPherson, and others. 
but there were famous movie stars who you would not think would have any spiritual interest. There were entrepreneurs and businessmen. There were high level. Many of the presidents that are all the all living presidents wrote something in there because the impact of, of God through this one single servant was staggering. I would say again, what I said a moment ago, purity and humility, purity and humility. He walked in purity. He, he followed the Modesto manifesto that was made in Modesto, California to walk in moral purity. And he and his entire team did that. And then in humility, I remember the story impacted me as a child hearing the story in the hour of decision magazine, when he called, I believe the editor back at the time was Sherwood worked. I think he called him in and he says, uh, uh, Sherwood, there, there's, there's too many pictures of me in the hour of decision. Now uh, imagine a Christian leader or pastor saying that today. We don't, well, you get the picture. It's pretty staggering. Billy Graham saying, there's too many pictures of me. It's too focused on me. I, we, we can't have that. That's the kind of humility and then his life is purity. That's the legacy that, that, that he really left for us. And a passion, a passion. I mean, if he was here, he would quote John 3.16. He never veered off the message. Dr. James Garlow, thank you so much, sir. Wow. One of my favorite people in the universe. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, Jim Garlow, I call him the general because he's got a lot of letters behind his name, but none of them says general. But in San Diego County, he's general. Uh, A lot of the uh, leaders of leaders throughout San Diego County just entrust his spiritual insights for a lot of different things. Miles McPherson is rising to that level as well. But there are a number of other leaders of leaders in San Diego County, Wayne and Chris. I know that you've seen them through your years in San Diego as well as (laughs) minister with his dwelling place. Yes, and and during the crusade, I was fortunate enough to be one of the guys that was able to go up front and receive the people for prayer, and and that was really blessed me. Yeah, and so um, you were actually praying with people, but you were also overseeing things. That's correct. And 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 with that, the other thing that was was so uh, interesting was the other pastors from other denominations that were all coming together to to work together for the effect in this crusade. Now, Chris, when uh, Miles McPherson was talking, he made some comments about when Billy Graham was uh, uh, out and about not at the stadium, people would walk by him and they would say, you know, Dallas, Texas, uh, uh, 1992. And they would say, um, they would say New York City in a certain day. And it just broke his heart to see how he had impacted so many different people in so many different ways. You have a little brief story about how you believe your dad was impacted uh, with Billy Graham in about a minute. Uh, tell us what that sounds like. Yes, um, I do. Uh, Wayne and I were living in South Carolina. We'd <clears throat> gotten saved. We were like a year and a half into the Lord. And this was back in the mid seventies. And I got a call from my mother that my father had died. And I didn't know he was sick. None of my uh, sisters or my brother knew that. So it was quite a shock to me. And being new uh, in the Lord, I was concerned uh, about him and um, his spiritual condition. Wayne was at sea, as usual. And I flew out to San Diego um, for the funeral. And when I was at my mother's, I noticed um, in one of the rooms that my father was putting together a jigsaw puzzle. Mm. And I had been talking to the Lord about it. And this jigsaw puzzle was the Last Supper. Oh, my. 
And I said to my mother, because I couldn't imagine my father. That's not what he did. (laughs) And uh, he was, well, anyway, I won't go into that. But um, she said to me, oh, yeah, your father always listened to Billy Graham. My, my, you know what? It is far reaching, my listening friend. And I know many of you have an awareness of Dr. Billy Graham and uh, what a legacy. And in San Diego, he has a very special legacy uh, as of... uh, 2003 when he was at uh, Mission San Diego with Billy Graham and a lot, we're interviewing different people that were impactful in that or impacted by that and uh, up next we're going to have you're going to have fun in the ne- next segment because we're going to bring on a guy who's a friend of mine for a long time he's actually an impersonator and he does um, uh, Ronald Reagan but he also does Billy Graham and he is very intimate with the Billy Graham people he knows a lot of what's going on so in the next segment we're going to actually have his impersonation on some things that Billy Graham said at the steps of the uh, Congress and talking to the politicians. You're going to love it. And we're going to talk more about that in the next segment. I know you're excited because so are we. We'll be right back. Now more of come together, San Diego, the new live local show on K praise. Here's Cass Taylor. We're telling the world about uh, Jesus Christ and we're uh, giving honor to whom honor is due, uh, Billy Graham, who passed away recently. And, you know, Billy Graham was very in tune with the church, but he was also in in tune with politics. And I know, Wayne, you and Chris are, are... you enjoy listening to what's going on in politics, and sometimes you scratch your head, don't you? Yes, I do. I'm wondering who's thinking what. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you know something? Billy Graham uh, spent some time. He most, uh, I think, every president where he was ministering, he spoke with, and they he he had their ear. And uh, so, I, you know, I thought it was fun. Uh, back a while back, a few years ago, I established a friendship with a guy named Frank Shelton. He's a minister, a comedian, and he does celebrity voices, and he's intimately involved with Billy Graham, but he was also on the U.S. Senate floor doing, not rolling around or anything. <laughs> he, he was working with the different senators, uh, the uh, the Republicans and the Democrats, that had quite a relationship with them, but he also had quite a relationship in understanding what was Billy Graham was doing. So he actually witnessed Billy Graham speaking to these people. So my listening friend right now, I would like to introduce Frank Shelton. In an interview I did a while back, it's uh, Frank Shelton uh, impersonating Billy Graham in a reverent kind of way uh, in the U.S. Senate, talking with the senators and so forth. I think you'll enjoy this interview. Today, we're going to talk with someone around whom God has built many characters. This is Kaz Taylor with comedian, author, motivational speaker, and, well, fill in the blank. Hey, Frank Sheldon, uh, you've got a few voices, and you go from the scriptural perspective uh, and, and ministers to uh, pol- po- politics and movies. Thing. Let's, let's invite Billy Graham to uh, do the invocation as he might have done years ago in a more of a free environment in the, uh, in the Senate and in the, in the Congress. So, wow. Billy Graham, would you, would you come up and say the invocation prayer to well, begin let, this? Let me have to ask him. <laughs> and, uh, I, what's neat is I heard Dr. Graham one time not only opened up the House and Senate chamber in prayer, but he also preached on the east and west front of the Capitol. So maybe since he was used to attracting crowds, we'll have him outside on the steps. <laughs> <laughs> you put him wherever you want. It's your, your, your uh, celebrity voice. <laughs> and, uh, this is Dr. Billy Graham, and just the other day, a woman came into my office and with tears subsiding said, Dr. Graham, can you help me? And I paused with all sincerity, 
said, ma'am, no, I cannot, but I can lead you to the one who can. She told me she was discouraged, depressed, and thought of death daily. I showed her the scriptures, how Christ climbed Calvary's cross for her. And America needs God. There's a hunger, and we need to turn to him. What, do, what, what prayerful thing would you have to say, uh, 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 Dr. Graham? Because that's a great question, and I pray daily for our leaders, and I have the utmost respect for them, Democrat, Republicans. They're all Americans, but my heart is that we would be a Christian nation. They have a chance to lead in a magnificent way. But the Bible is clear. To whom much is given, much is required. And the truth is when we stand before the Lord, being an American or a U.S. House of Representative is not enough. We need to have the name Christian. And my prayer is that they would have not only peace and power, but purpose during their term in office. Because true power is not in the White House, it's in God's house. Wow. Uh, and Dr. Graham, and, and we're talking, this is my listening friend, this is Frank Shelton. This isn't really Dr. Billy Graham, but boy, it sure sounds like it. And I'm asking him to kind of take on the character of Dr. Graham and, and uh, ask a few questions from that perspective. So, uh, Dr. Graham, um, if, if you were to open up uh, the uh, Congress, what would the, a brief 60-second uh, prayer be, Dr. Graham? I would say that all. True strength is not in our military, but it's in our morals, and we're on a slippery slope. I believe our best days are ahead, but the truth is we need to humbly bow. We need to clean our own house and put away political parties and just do what's best not only for God and the country, because it's been said that if we don't stand for something, we will fall for anything. And for America to be great, America needs to be good, and that is my heart. I trust the presidency. I've had the privilege to meet many of the leaders, and I believe our finest day is ahead. But we're at a crossroads, and the road always goes to the cross. And we'll get through every crisis when we cling to the cross. Oh, my. Thank you. Frank Shelton, my listening friend, uh, you know, this is, has wrenched my heart because those are the kind of words I think that uh, Dr. Billy Graham would say as well. And he has been one of the most uh, stalwart, uh, straightforward believers that has impacted the Congress through the years. <laughs> hey, you know what, my listening friend, I, I knew you'd enjoy Frank Shelton. He, he spent a lot of time uh, with the Congress. Uh, he preaches and uh, ministers throughout uh, the United States and foreign countries as well. But he had some interesting insights with uh, Dr. Billy Graham, and I knew you would appreciate that. But we were talking a little bit earlier, Wayne and Chris, about different people having an impact throughout San Diego County. You know, Billy Graham uh, was the Mission San Diego with Billy Graham was actually able to ring in, I think, about 600 churches in San Diego County. That's correct. Wow. And and mine was one of them. Yes. And I, I was just amazed at the cooperation between the churches. Instead of trying to fight for their territory, they were trying to do something together. Yes. And I know, Chris, you have some thoughts on that as well. But I'll tell you what we would like to do right now. I want to have one more interview in this segment. This is We're talking about churches big and small. There's a, these, these are a, a ministry couple in San Diego whom you may know. Their name is John and Judy Ross, co-pastors of Cloud Nine Worship Center in the San Diego County area. And and they had some very interesting things to say as well, and we want to share their thoughts with you now. And John Ross, Cloud Nine Fellowship in Spring Valley. Uh, you have been involved with the Billy Graham Crusade back in 2003. John, tell us a little bit about what you did, and then I'll ask Judy to give some input as well. John? Uh, we had a number of people in our church that were part of the intercessory team, but also we had those who worked in the altars as well for those who responded to the altar call when Billy gave the elder call. So, Judy, 
I know that you have a real heart for unity in the body of Christ, and I am sure, because we've talked before about this, but there was a revelation that happened to you about this is more than just a crusade. There's something bigger, and it might impact San Diego in a bigger way. Why don't you explain a little bit about that, Judy Ross? Well, we were also involved with Billy Graham in 1976 when he came. And after that, there was a time and a season here in this area, and he said he would not return because of the darkness, the oppression, uh, and even the lack of unity among the Christians and the ministers at that time. Okay, well, here we have then, later, 2003, it was actually a miracle because he had already purposed not to come here, and God did some miraculous stuff, and now he's here, and as I understand, it only took four months for this to kind of come together. Explain how this progressed and your observation of what God might be doing there. Well, we just came together. There were several pastors and leaders in the area. We came together, and we said this not ought to be and we begin to pray and to intercede over this and saw and felt the atmosphere begin to shift and after that billy graham came in and even others that said they would never return wow john any further input on that uh, well, i just remember that in those years since 1976 that there were many many people unnamed but uh, some christian leaders and intercessors that prayed and prayed and little by little, the atmosphere over San Diego began to change so that by about the mid-90s, there was a definite change to the positive in the spiritual realm. And we, and matter of fact, in the last 15 years or so, 20 years, there's been a lot of churches rise up, new churches, new fellowships, uh, as a result of that. And today, there are so many churches that are alive with the presence of God compared to what it was in 1976. So uh, John and Judy Ross of Cloud9 uh, Worship Center, translate what has happened from back in 2003 to today. Do you think uh, the Billy Graham crusade and the people that were involved in that uh, are an inspiration or pivotal in what God is doing today and how so? And uh, let's end this uh, discussion with a proclamation from you, Rosses about what God might be doing in San Diego County as a result of this and other starter fluids that happened back in the day. Well, the, then the 200, uh, 2003 event with Billy Graham here was a marker, and it was like the Lord was saying, see, I have changed the atmosphere. I have changed, and it is open here. And because of that openness, the Lord has just continued to pour through. And John, any thoughts on that? Several years ago. I had a vision, um, and the Lord showed me San Diego County, a map, and I saw these power stations, five of them between here and Oceanside, and that uh, each one represented uh, a nucleus of spirit-filled people who were praying for the county, and that, uh, and that eventually what happened is that the county changed so much that people coming to San Diego because they heard about revival it didn't make any difference where in the county they went. They could find a church where there was the presence of God. Judy Ross, would you declare that to our listeners right now? Heavenly Father, we thank you and we declare what your intent already was. We come into agreement with your purposes and your plans, which we have already seen being fulfilled, but it's only in part. You are the God of the more. You are the God of the greatness. And this is what you are continuing 
because we have we have agreed to say yes this is your kingdom this is your ecclesia that is the priests and the kings with the authority and you, that you have released and you have released it here and we thank you and praise you for your purposes and plan john and judy ross some favorite people of mine god bless you and thank you for spending some time with us you know what, uh, John and Judy Ross, uh, co-pastors of Cloud Nine Worship Center, we love them. You know, you know them as well. It's exciting to hear people. You know, people have, have been moving around, and God's using them. Yes, and and they've enabled us to do a lot of our ministry at their church. And you love them too, don't you, Chris? Oh, I do. I miss them. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know what? I think God's going to bring us together. Uh, how, how about come together San Diego? I think that's a good idea. You know, we're talking about about uh, San Diego remembering Dr. Billy Graham and his crusade here back in 2003. We talked about 270,000 people coming through Qualcomm Stadium at that time frame. We'll be right back. Come together, San Diego, with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. My listening friend, you know, one of the fun things that uh, we, we realize here is that back in Billy Graham in 2003, there were about six, I think uh, Rolf Benershka said there were 600 churches who were united together with uh, Dr. Billy Graham in the uh, Mission San Diego with Billy Graham. We've talked to a lot of pastors and leaders, but I wanted to bring a couple more uh, on here with you. Some of these uh, some of these names will be very familiar with you. Uh, Larry Peltier is a, a minister. He, he runs a free water school of supernatural uh, natural uh, dis, uh, uh, discipleship and uh, he was the lead pastor formerly of beach chapel uh, and they handed off to his son-in-law uh, and daughter micah and borne burns it's a wonderful church environment but i want to uh, have you hear what larry peltier has to say about his experiences during 2003 as san diego remembers billy graham larry good to have you Thank you so much, Cass. Uh, my memories are nothing but sweet concerning Billy Graham and the Crusade. It was such a great time to see the church come together, uh, not only for the Crusade, but to come together for discipleship concerning the Crusade, to come together and uh, be together in different learning pods and prayer groups. My responsibility was overseeing the counseling, the altar call counseling. And the greatest thing I thought about it as those days were unfolding is every person who came forward was was shadowed by a believer. So not one single person came forward that didn't have somebody hawking them, who had their eye on them, was praying for them as they walked up, and made sure that they had contact, information, prayer, were given the scriptures and an opportunity to ask questions. And it was just such great concern for every single person and their value. So I really enjoyed to see the effort that that went through and how many people were able to be involved in that area. So, Larry, what, what do you think uh, is a takeaway now, many years later, has that had an impact or effect on what's going on in San Diego now in light of unity and things? Give me your thoughts on that. Well, I believe the church came together, and it was an experience that allowed us to know we could come together. There's been other ones over the over time, you know, concerning the marriage initiative and even a pastor's rapid response team here for fires and emergencies in San Diego. And so it was a testimony that 
when necessary, San Diego comes together to meet the need and we can set aside uh, the differences in favor of the common good to love one another. Thank you. Larry Peltier. You know, he, one of the funny things about Larry is uh, when he was uh, the lead pastor at Beast Chapel, he re- he says, quote unquote, he retired uh, from the ministry. But ha ha, Wayne, you know, and Chris, you know, people just don't retire from the ministry. No, no you don't get, get to do that. <laughs> they just get graduated to heaven or they just keep going on earth. That's right. <laughs> Moses didn't start his ministry till he was 80. Uh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you've got probably 30 or 40 years to go before you reach that No, it's like two. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's another person I want you to listen to, my listening friend. Many of you in San Diego County will appreciate this man. This is a man who has great, great depth. And he is one of the senior uh, leaders in San Diego County. You'll know the name uh, Bishop George McKinney of St. Stephen's Church of God in Christ. You know, he just won or is winning an award for the Heroes of the Faith for 2018, and he indeed is a hero of the faith. And I want you to hear the things that Bishop George McKinney McKinney has to say from St. Stephen's Church of God in Christ. One of the bulwarks in San Diego County, been around for a long time, seen what God has done in San Diego County. We're very active in 2003 when it was Mission San Diego with Dr. Billy Graham. You were not only on stage, but roundabout, making sure that it went smoothly. Can you, uh, Bishop McKinney, give me some recollections of that time frame? It was an excitement in San Diego when Dr. Billy Graham and his crusade team came here for that wonderful crusade. And I had the privilege of being uh, involved in that, and it was a joy to have St. Stephen's Church, along with other churches from the inner city, uh, involved in that uh, crusade. I remember the excitement when the people gathered to hear Dr. Graham preach, for he he always had a message that was simple, and it emphasized the centrality of Christ as Savior, and the importance of repentance, salvation. His message was simple and was impactful. You can never forget the thrill of seeing the thousands of people come to the altar as the choir was singing Just As I Am. It was a wonderful experience. Well, Bishop McKinney, you've been around San Diego for a long time. You know that God has been... His heart cries to stir unity in the body of Christ. So before... uh, Dr. Graham came, there were some ups and downs and some challenges in the body of Christ. And uh, in a a very real way, what God was doing in San Diego up to his coming and stirred by Dr. Graham's coming actually uh, brought some some added unity that really set the stage for things in the future. Would you talk a little bit about the time frame when you pastors and leaders were discussing about bringing him to San Diego and what that might've looked like as you had those discussions among the multitude of leaders of leaders in San Diego? The San Diego has been a community that was divided and uh, there was not much communication between the pastors and the people of the different congregation. Each was doing his own thing in his own play, in his own vineyard. And it was amazing as we came together to worship the Lord in that crusade, how God broke down barriers and uh, opened understanding and created an atmosphere of brotherhood that we had not experienced before. 
I, I believe that it's something wonderful happens when God's children worship together. When we bow down in common allegiance and obedience to the Father. As a matter of fact, there was a time when we did not behave as if Jesus had offered a prayer to the Father in the 17th chapter of the Gospel of John to make, them, make my followers, my disciples, my devotees, make them one. But we, God heard that prayer, and we are one, whether we act like it or not. And so it was a, a time for a new beginnings. It was a, a, a blessed season when we came together to worship the Lord in, in, in the beauty of holiness in, in, in a large setting here in San Diego. God did it because he, he works miracles when his people worship him in truth and spirit and in truth. Was there a specific time where you saw a, con- a convergence or a cohesiveness that you go, maybe this is very special? Yes. The, the, the fact that there were those who had broken out of their uh, usual cages and entered into fellowship with people of different ethnicities and different denominations and different spiritual background, faith backgrounds. It was a beautiful thing. But I think that one thing we must not miss is that the groundwork that was made for the success of the crusade in the prayer, Billy Graham's team came to town early and we were, it was my responsibility to attempt to mobilize the pastors in the inner city to to come together to pray and and to to build the anticipation and the faith and the vision of what God might do in our community, and that had a great deal to do with the success of that that crusade. That people were called to prayer, for the prayers of the righteous availeth much, and it was a wonderful experience to see the results of a people of faith praying to God for an outpour of the Holy Spirit and for the unity of the Spirit that we might witness to this city that Jesus is Lord, even of San Diego. Particular thoughts about Dr. Graham himself. We want to, this program is really devoted to remembering Dr. Billy Graham. What words would you say to our listeners that you remember specifically about the man, his mission, and his ministry? I would like to say that it was my privilege to to work with Dr. Graham at the University Urbana Conference for three years. He, he was he always came to that conference to speak, and I was for three years. I came as, as one of the speakers, and it was there that I got to, to see him interact with students from all over the nation and to motivate them. It was a powerful experience. I also had the privilege of his, his last crusade here in San Diego of coordinating the efforts of involving the pastors from the inner city. And the response was tremendous. It was because there was respect for Dr. Graham, who had started out as just a boy preacher, but God took him and he was yielded and God used him and prepared him. And he made an influence not only on America, but the world, because he was, was consistent he, was, he did not compromise his gospel preaching. He was a person who concern, was concerned about the well-being of all peoples. He, he, was, he was not parochial. He was not narrow. But he was broad in his out understanding and outlook. 
for and he believed that God would be able to break down any barrier and he saw it in his lifetime. You know, uh, Bishop uh, George McKinney really is the senior uh, statesman in San Diego County. He's he, uh, such a heart uh, lead bishop and pastor at uh, St. Stephen Church of God in Christ. We're going to be talking in the next segment and draw everything to a close and t- tie a nice ribbon around it. But the truth of the matter is it's not going to be a ribbon uh, uh, w- with a closed gift. God has opened the gift and you and I get to partake in it. We're going to talk to you more about that. We'll be right back. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. I hope you're beginning to appreciate this beautiful uh, tapestry that God is creating, (laughs) and you're beginning to see it as you have listened to many of the leaders of leaders throughout San Diego County speaking about God's heart for unity and how this was inspired through the Billy Graham crusade in 2003 called Mission San Diego with Billy Graham. And that heart cry that you heard from the many different pastors uh, thus far in the show is a heart cry that the the volume of that heart cry is being turned up even now in San Diego right now, but also the churches in San Diego turning into the church collective in San Diego County. And this is remarkable. I've been looking for this for decades, anticipating God is going to do that. And so this uh, Mission San Diego with Billy Graham in 2003 was one of the springboards for this. But as you look through history, and though I'm not a technical historian, I have been paying close attention to what God is doing in San Diego County. So I've observed when certain prophetic words have been delivered uh, over San Diego, its ministries, its ministers, and its people like you and me. So I pay very close attention when words are prophesied over San Diego. And an example of this is back in, I think it was around 2012, one of the renowned uh, prophetic uh, leaders and what I would say prophetic voices in the United States and beyond is a guy named Chuck Pierce. Many of you will know him. Chuck Pierce from the Glory of Zion uh, uh, ministry out of Texas, out of Corinth, Texas. But he is well known for going around and speaking into different cities, different communities, what God intends within that community and for the believers and ministries within those communities. And he came to San Diego in 2012, and uh, he ministered here And it was a remarkable thing because God gave him some stirring observations about San Diego County. He used the reference of Tabernacle of David being restored in San Diego County. Now, if you're familiar with the Tabernacle of David, God wants to restore that in Amos 9. It says God's going to restore, build again the Tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, repair the breaches thereof, that the residue of men, the the Edomite or the uh, heathen, will come to know God, says the Lord, who does these things. So I have always tracked that scripture because I love the city of David. I love the tabernacle of David. I love Jerusalem and Zion. So I pay close attention to those kind of scriptures. But this particular declaration was tied to that Chuck Pierce gave back in 2012 was really a declaration of this level of unity coming together. And the picture of this unity has to include the Jew and the Gentile, has to include different 
tribes and nations coming together as one so that God's body is his body. And that's one of the applications that God is using when he says, building again the tabernacle of David. I've got the recorded version of that, and you're going to love that. But before I do, many of you that are listening don't know really how to deal with the whole concept of the prophetical. Some of you uh, sense that prophecy was from way back then, and it's not valid now to issue, issue forth prophecies and things like that. Let's just leave it as people that know the sign of the times that declare into those times what God is going to do because he's done it in the past. If you feel more comfortable with that than using the word a prophet, that's fine. Let me give you a scripture that helps uh, justify this in your mind and heart. In Acts 17, Paul was proclaiming God's truths through Jesus Christ. And he, he was in a place called Thessalonica. And the Thessalonicans were offended by this, and they sought ways to take Paul down. So in the dark of evening, he left Thessalonica for a place called Berea. And in Acts 17, it says that the people of Berea were more noble than those of Thessalonica because they sought the scriptures. They believed all things with readiness of mind, and then they sought the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. So what I'm asking you to do is you listen to this prophecy from Chuck Pierce back in 2012 about San Diego. I want you to be a Berean in heart because you need to receive these things with readiness of mind. And then I encourage you to search the scriptures to see if these things be so, but you're going to discover how San Diego and YOU play a deep, heavy, and important role in the fulfillment of these prophetic things. Now, I'm going to introduce to you Chuck Pierce from 2012 and his prophetic word over San Diego and the people of San Diego. Oh, by the way, that's you. Here's Chuck Pierce from 2012. You see the tabernacle of David coming into a reality in a corporateness that is beyond anything the world has ever seen. That's us. That's who we are. And in our nation, I believe, and in this nation and throughout the world, there are places that's beginning to embrace, uh, em, embrace and be nurtured in the restoration of the tabernacle of David. There are people that are gathering and they're saying, let's begin to worship. Let's begin to gather together. Let's move together. Let's let God raise us up and bring us out from under the conformity of the world around us and let us represent the power that has been held down that we know that resides within us. There is a power that is residing in the people of this region. All of a sudden, you're at a critical moment where he's unlocking the next phase and the next move of God in this region. I say for San Diego now will become a spout. And from the spout, there will be a bubbling of my life that begins to go out. And from the spout, I will form and my voice and my mouth 
will be heard. I will start moving. I will start healing. I will end one season. I will raise up another season in your midst. And your eyes will say, it is hard for me to believe that which I am seeing coming out of San Diego. I say to you, you are a battlefield in the heavens, but your worship from earth will unlock my host. And there is beginning this night a divine alignment of heaven and earth. And I say to you, my hand now controls the movement of war in this land. And from this place called San Diego, I will save a nation. Let's shout and thank God. My friend, my hope uh, is this, my San Diego believers, uh, that the unifying words that you just heard from uh, uh, Chuck Pierce, uh, who's a well-known prophet around the world, but also from other people who may be pastors or other leaders of leaders who are getting a sense of God doing amazing things in San Diego County. You need to pay heed to these, but also God has been stirring your heart as he is mine about God has a special plan for San Diego and you and me. How amazing. This is really an encouragement to men and women uh, and all believers in San Diego County and beyond as he couples together his words in you know in the book of Amos nine eleven <clears throat> and the prophetic words into the now we get an opportunity to actually live it out. I want you to be aware when, whenever any time that there's a major move of God in progress, there will also be naysayers. These naysayers' purpose is to dismantle God's plans for bringing His church together. So I want you to pay co- close attention to that. The church age mentality was my church, my ministry. Uh, my uh, my anointing <clears throat> is going to fulfill God's call for this area. And the truth of the matter is, God has set those things in place, but it's no longer my church, it's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God is stirring ministers across San Diego County to come to the revelation that they are not intended to do it alone. We have to do it hand in hand, side by side with one another. So my listening friend, I hope that this program has stirred and is stirring you and realize that there really is a bigger picture in all of this and God's plans are over Y-O-U. I guess that's it for now. I want to say God loves you and uh, we have more things planned for uh, come together in San Diego and uh, you're going to be a major part of this as God transforms the church age into the kingdom age and you get to play a giant sized role in all of this. Uh-huh. Until next time, God bless you and see you soon. Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.